Welcome back to the UCM Veterans Voice, a podcast sponsored by the Military and Veterans Center at the University of Central Missouri. My name is Garrett Fuller, and I'm joined by my co-host, Andy Shaw. Dewey Ball could not make it today. So since tomorrow is Halloween, I thought it would be a great idea to talk about it. So, Andy, how did you celebrate Halloween as a kid? Oh, just like every other kid, dressed up in a costume, and then a little kid, uh, you know, the parents go with you to a couple neighborhoods, and then as you start getting older, you're like, all right, now we need to go to this neighborhood. They got the good candy. Um, And then as a high schooler, uh, I did the uh, belligerent, um, you know, go wreck people's like Halloween yard decorations and then go ask them for candy thing, and... uh, that, yeah, so that's that was my Halloween through the years. Yeah. I mean, my, mine was kind of the same since uh, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. We would actually go into town. Uh, so it wasn't like we I could just walk, you know. Yeah. We would actually have to drive into town, but I, can, I remember dressing up. Uh, what was, like, do you have a costume you remember uh, liking or? I don't have a lot that I remember. Period, but um, costume wise, I remember dressing up as a robot in like third grade and getting it was one of those like homemade costumes out of cardboard and uh, like aluminum wrap and paint. But I got a lot of compliments that year. I think I was in like third grade or something. Yeah, I don't really remember like having a costume that I really remember. I remember. Yeah, I don't really remember, like, dressing up too far out like some other kids did. I remember whenever uh, I was in high school, uh, we would hand out, I would hand out candy. And some of those kids were way more dressed up than I ever was. So, do you still, like, celebrate Halloween? Like, do you still, like decorate and as an adult and hand out candy and all that i i do not decorate um my girlfriend does enjoy decorating we have pumpkins freaking everywhere (laughs) inside outside pumpkins can't look any which way without seeing a freaking pumpkin but uh as far i mean i did dress up last year i put in about 10 minutes worth of effort to the costume (laughs) But uh, I I basically just hang out with friends anymore. There was a stage uh, in my life back whenever I was in the military where, uh, I mean, we would dress up and go out. But ever since I uh, calmed down, I haven't really celebrated like uh, most people 27 or age 26 celebrate. I forget how old I am. (laughs) Jesus Christ. What about you? you? Will you do anything for uh, Halloween? Still? So normally I don't really decorate. Like um, I know whenever I live uh, my sophomore year here at the university, like a lot of people really decorated in the building that I lived in that year. I can remember some people even had pumpkins like sitting outside of their door. And the horrible thing about that is sometimes they would literally have the pumpkin till like late November oh, to the point that it was almost rotting. <laughs> and 
you know, obviously door decorations and stuff. I don't get into it like that. Are, um, are they really big on? Ca- I mean, I've never lived in a dorm or anything, so I like are the door decorations really big around the holidays? Uh, it depends. Like sometimes they do a really good job, and then other people like me never do it. Um, but I know that particular building that I lived in my sophomore year was pretty big on that. In fact, I believe my neighbor this year actually had a pumpkin out and has kind of decorated and everything. But I've never done it. Uh, Whenever I was a kid, though, I can remember my parents always kind of decorated the house, you know, throughout the house. Yeah. You know, even though we lived out in the middle of nowhere, I mean, the nearest town was like 20 miles away. We still, like, they would still, like, decorate inside the house. Like, I can remember they had, like, this thing that looked like a cauldron that blew out. Like, it had, like, a, a piece of tissue paper or something inside of it. And it had, like, like, a little fan and even a light that made it look like fire. Um, and I remember one year uh, we had a pumpkin and uh, we set it, like, in our backyard so that it would, you know, where it would kind of just rot away. Mm-hmm. Um, the next year we had maybe 15 pumpkins. <laughs> we literally had a pumpkin patch uh, grow out from just one pumpkin. <laughs> you don't have to buy anymore, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, some of those pumpkins got pretty big, too. And I can remember um, uh carving pumpkins a couple times in fact i remember in middle school one time i carved a pumpkin or helped carve a pumpkin uh, but we never really did that either uh, just a couple times um, we did that a lot growing up yeah um and actually my girlfriend and i have pumpkins that we're gonna carve sometime this week so it's funny that you bring that up I always hated the seeds. That was the worst part is just like pulling oh, out the, all the seeds. The guts yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the last pumpkin I carved was whenever I was in San Angelo, Texas. Um, I was there for a follow-on training after my first um, school. And uh, Halloween was uh, – I was going to be down there for Halloween. So um, me and two of my friends went and got a pumpkin – and carved uh, male genitalia into it, I should say, um, would be the most scientific, politically correct. What? Either way, that's what we carved into it. <laughs> and uh, we uh, put a little candle in it and set it outside our door. And then uh, the next day at uh, formation, everyone got told that they are not allowed to decorate for Halloween, <laughs> that somebody had uh, ruined it for everyone, and me and my buddies just laughed. <laughs> did they know it was you all or I mean it was out front it was in between two doors but I, and one of them one of them was mine the other one was theirs but no one ever said anything to us but we did end up having to uh this is the worst halloween that I've ever celebrated I had to be in dress uniform and go to a formation every hour from Seven o'clock in the morning until seven o'clock or nine o'clock at night. Ooh. And it actually didn't turn out being that bad because people just ended up like hanging out there. 
and ordering pizza, carving pumpkins, actually. <laughs> so, I mean, we turned uh, what was supposed to be a punishment into basically a party. So, did you have, like, a favorite candy of where you was growing up? Oh, like God, that I, you... s- I still love Twix. Twix? I will eat Twix until I get sick. I, I love Twix, too. I always liked Kit Kats, too, oh. too though. Yeah. I don't like to discriminate against candy. It's all perfect in my <laughs> eyes. I'll even take some black licorice if that's all you got, you know? That's where I draw the line. Oh, I do not on. like black licorice. It's not that bad. <laughs> um, so do you all ha- will you all be handing out candy this year? Or? Um, I don't know. We're going up. Uh, we're I'm really close with uh, my cousin and um, his now wife. Um, so we go up there, uh, it's up north about two hours, a place called Brookfield. We go up there a lot and hang out with them and we're doing, uh, our Thanksgiving that weekend on top of Halloween. So we're going to get dressed up and then go eat a bunch of food and probably have a couple beers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I remember in high school, I would always hand out candy. I would go and buy candy and hand it out to people coming through the neighborhood And I would set up like a picnic table out in front of our house and I would bring out my laptop and computer speakers and play like Halloween music. I had like a whole Halloween playlist playing and kids would come up and get candy and yeah. So So you basically DJed Halloween for those kids. Yeah, kind of, kind of. I mean, it was just on Spotify, like I had a Spotify playlist set up, but... That is much more charitable than anything I've ever done on Halloween. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I always, I I loved Halloween, but like I said, outside of like um, going trick or treating as a kid, I really have not really like gotten into it, especially here at UCM, because it's kind of hard, you know, I mean, about all you can do is like uh, decorate I mean, your yeah. room, maybe go trick-or-treating. I mean, <laughs> uh, I know some people, like my parents, were really against the idea of like trick-or-treating as a teenager, yeah. and some people do it as a teenager. I know I probably the last time I trick-or-treated, I was like 14 maybe, and then after that, I was always the one handing out candy to trick-or-treaters, so... yeah. The tables kind of turned. I think uh, the last year I trick-or-treated was the year before I drove. So, like, 15, I think. And, like, we got dressed up, me and uh, some of my friends. We all got dressed up. And um, then we got driven out there by um, one of their uh, mothers in the minivan. And we got there. Like, we did our trick-or-treating. But at the end of the night, we're like, we are definitely too old to be out here doing this. <laughs> so since you're from Warrensburg, uh, you gr- kind of grew up here. Yeah. Uh, what was like the best neighborhood? Oh, Lake Ridge. That uh, the um, uh, sub- I, what is suburb, cul-de-sac? Neighbor- uh, it's the neighborhood, yeah. Sorry, the neighborhood um, right off of DD, like before that big house. Okay. Um, that was where all the best candy was. Yeah. So that's, I mean, whenever I talked about me and my friends getting dropped off, that's where we got dropped off at. <laughs> Any other good neighborhoods? Um, 
I'm sure there are, but keep. I haven't trick or treated for over a decade at this point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot more um, good spots around town now. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, whenever I was a kid, uh, so obviously some of the uh, parts of town, like some of the neighborhoods were really good and then others not so good. Like some neighborhoods, there weren't a whole lot of people handing out candy. Yeah. And then some, like every house was literally handing out candy. Yeah. So. And I mean, that it, it doesn't matter if like you get a like a giant chocolate bar at one spot if that's the only spot on the street, you know. Yeah. I'd rather have like 10 houses that I get candy from than just like one like big old Hershey bar or something from one house. Yeah. Yeah, I remember getting quite a quite a bit of candy and uh I don't know if you all if you ate it like in one night, but I don't think I could do that. Anymore? No. I'd have heartburn the next day. I'm, <laughs> I'm that old. So, I would too. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sure I tried. Um, somewhere in between when the parents stopped taking the candy or like stopped like letting like, like they, they let you take it out yourself yeah. and like eat it whenever you want and um, realizing that I cannot eat anything I want, like somewhere in there, like – 12 or 13 was and I'd probably tried to eat the whole thing. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I, I tried to get off of school the next day too because of it. <laughs> so in addition to Halloween, uh, we've never really discussed our hobbies. So like, what are some of your hobbies? So we've talked about Halloween and obviously you like candy, but what are some of your other hobbies? <laughs> um, eating candy, uh, looking at candy. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I enjoy, uh, I game a lot um, on all, a, a lot of different platforms. Um, it just really depends on what my friends are on because uh, there's about like 10 games that I play that at least one of my other friends plays. So I'll get a text or a call from them being like, hey, get on this. And What is your favorite platform? Um... That's a tough question because I started with an Xbox and then I got a PlayStation and played on that for a few years. And then now I have a, a PC and I, I mean, I don't think there's any downside to any of them, but uh, probably I'd say PC just because of the amount of games available on it. Yeah. I mean, that that's uh, a lot better than what I have. I mean, I grew up with a SNES, with a Super Nintendo, uh, and we had that all the way up until I was eight or nine. And I begged and begged and begged for months for my parents to get me a Wii, because everyone at school had a Wii. Like oh, that yeah. was the thing. Like everyone was talking about. Oh, hey, did you play Mario Kart last night? Did you play this game? Did you play that game? And it's like everyone else has a Wii. I'm still stuck in the 90s with this SNES uh, playing uh, Super Mario World. And <laughs> so after months, I finally got, uh, they finally caved. And for Christmas that year, they bought me a Wii. And that was fun. And ever since, I've really been into more PC gaming, but. Obviously, uh, the extent of my gaming is I play a lot of Minecraft. Yeah. 
I mean, but that's about it. <laughs> so what are some of the games you play? Um, the, the Wii was actually the first console I had in the, that we had in the house. Oh. Um, yeah, I didn't actually, I didn't grow up with video games. Yeah. I used uh, money I got from my graduation to buy my first Xbox 360. <laughs> um, but uh, the, I mean, I play a lot of different stuff. I like driving games, uh, first-person shooters, RPGs. I would say RPGs are probably my favorite. Games like Skyrim and uh, Fallout are kind of my bread and butter. Yeah, I remember whenever I was in elementary school. So I know I said that we had the SNES, but whenever we got our first modern computer, and I'll talk about that later, um, we, my dad purchased, so with the computer, he got a steering wheel set. So he got a steering wheel, a steering wheel, not well, a steering wheel, and then he got the pedals. But he also got a joystick, and we had... Microsoft Flight Simulator, and he loved playing that game. He loved being able to fly because he always had a fascination about airplanes and especially uh, jets. Uh, In fact, uh, whenever he was in high school, he wanted to go into the Air Force. He never got in, but uh, that was kind of his aspiration. So to be able to fly, even on the computer, was uh, really fun for him. And I remember we had some racing games. Whenever we got the Wii, my favorite game was uh, Mario Kart for the Wii. I loved that game. I remember it had a steering wheel yeah. and with the that you'd put the remote in, and it was just really fun. I, I remember playing that for hours and hours on end. And then my freshman year here at UCM, uh, my roommate... He was really into video games. He had uh, he had an Xbox, he had a PlayStation, and he had a Wii U. And I can remember every day he would play games for hours. And he was actually the one who introduced me to Minecraft. Because him and someone else who lived in the building that he would invite down to our room... Uh, would play Minecraft, and I was like, hey, I want to play. That looks interesting. And he got me hooked, addicted to it. Yeah. He also played Fallout, and while I was never good at Fallout, because uh, he let me play it a couple times, he would play it a lot, and I just loved it. I thought it was a great concept, a great game, and I just loved watching him play it. Oh, yeah. I mean... Uh- I think some of the best uh, like RPG style video games like that are basically just playable movies that take like fifty hours to complete. Yeah. But, but I mean, I think that's kind of what's what what makes like those types of video games so popular is like you just want to keep finding out what's uh, next in the story, just like any TV show or like a good book with a bunch of cliffhangers yeah. and stuff. You know. Definitely. I mean, for me, uh, the th- one of the reasons I like Minecraft, besides being able to build and just be creative, um, you know, it doesn't really have an end. Um, I remember whenever we had the SNES, um, one of the games I played, Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island, I played the hell out of that game. And I beat it, and it was all, it's always so sad 
it's kind of bittersweet when you beat the game. Yeah. Like when you defeat that boss, it's just so kind of bittersweet. And yeah, I remember beating that game. And I mean, it took me years to beat it because I was a little kid. I mean, I was probably seven at the time, somewhere around there. And it was a big accomplishment for me, for someone who probably had more time and more energy invested in that video game than my school, <laughs> probably. My parents would probably agree with that. Um, yeah, that was a big accomplishment for me at the time. I mean, ex- exactly. Referring to the book, I mean, it's the same whenever you finish a good TV series yeah. or like a good book. You're like, oh, man, it's over. Yeah. It's always, um, it's always really sad, at least to me, watching the uh, series finale or getting to the end of a really good book or getting to the end of a really good video game, because it's just like it's over, it's, and I, you know, I've invested so much time in it. It's so bittersweet. Like you're yeah. happy that you finally got there, but now you don't know where you're going. Yeah, you have to find a new game, which is pretty philosophical way to talk about finishing a video game but yeah. uh, I mean you said you like Minecraft because of uh, the creative like you can you can yeah. use your creativity is there any other of your hobbies that uh, you like throw uh, your creativity into well, I guess you could say this podcast <laughs> oh there you go there's that's one of them um so on the on the Minecraft uh, there's actually a specific world that I've been working on for a little over It'll probably, yeah, it's going to be three years in, um, in December so, or November, one or the other. I can't remember when I exactly started it, but yeah, uh, I started working on it all the way back in freshman year and I've been working on it ever since, just slowly growing it. And it's a creative world, so I don't have to like fight the dragons and the, all the enemies, but I just let my creativity roam free and build villages and buildings and all this and that. There's, uh, I think, like 10 or 11 villages. There's an entire university or college campus that I built on it because I try to model it after kind of a what a real town, kind of like our world. You mm-hmm. know, almost every village has a post office, a bank, um, city hall, all that homes obviously it's a lot of detail yeah and then obviously there's a college campus um when i was in high school i did a lot of web design uh on the side so i guess you could say that was kind of another outlet of my creativity um that and photography i guess you could say i'm not really a pro photographer i don't have a dslr uh, I've always wanted one, but I just use my phone. I have an Instagram. Uh, try not to plug that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I usually share like my photos on my Instagram, sometimes my Twitter, sometimes Facebook. And some of my images have even been shared by the university's oh, wow. uh, Twitter and Instagram accounts. So. Because I, I try to take photos around campus. And then uh, I did some uh, print design as well. I'm, I've also done 
Uh, in addition to web design, I've also done some print design and some minor graphic design work, especially whenever I worked at the Mule Skinner. Oh, yeah, putting, uh, putting the whole thing together yeah. type. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So what are uh, some of your other hobbies? Um, lately, it's been home improvement, which you wouldn't think would be a hobby, but it takes up enough of my goddamn time to be a hobby, I would, th- I would say. Um, so uh, it's, I mean, I grew up uh, helping my parents um, remodel their, their house because, you know, I'm just an extra set of hands yeah. as a kid. So they're like, hey, let's go carpet the stairs. It'll be fun. And it never was. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I picked up a lot of stuff um, growing up doing that that, and uh, kind of just relearning how to do a couple different things. And uh, it, it kind of works out, though, because carpentry, like, I like the whittle. So um, uh, woodworking, it kind of agrees with me. I, I don't mind it too much of the time. So when I was in high school, my freshman year of high school, I actually took woodworking. I was horrible at it, by the way. Um, but, yeah. So uh, do you mostly use hand tools or do you use some power tools as well? Um, so I, I actually picked up whittling uh, whenever I was deployed. Um, a piece of advice uh, one of one of my friends gave me before I went out was like, pick up a hobby, you're going to need it. So I ordered a really nice whittling knife and just found chunks of wood and just kind of started cutting on them. And I think I made uh, like a a spinning top, a working spinning top out there, and I carved a turtle that my sister loves. Um, So I started with just uh, the hand tools, and um, I took requests for about, two minutes before I had about six projects lined up. I started using a, like a tool for more intricate uh, stuff because I couldn't get to it with my hands or it would just take a lot of time. But I, I uh, my girlfriend actually bought me a really nice set of chisels, like hand chisels uh, for, for whittling that I've been using a lot. So, I mean, mostly hand tools, but I'll throw some power tools in there if I really need to. Yeah. Obviously, in woodworking, uh, where I did it, we used mostly power tools. Like we used, we had a table saw, band saws, routers, all that. Yeah, but you're like making actual tables and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm just carving like like little I said, designs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I made a lightning bolt. Um, and I'm I've been working on a gnome for quite a few months now. Oh. I think it'll look dope whenever it's finished, though. You should take a picture of it. I should. Uh, yeah. Um, so home improvement. Uh, what? Uh, so do, are you doing painting, or what's the extent that you've been working on your home? Like, how in depth do you go with home improvement? Uh, so we knocked out a wall the first day we had it. We that's, pr- that's pretty big. <laughs> it wasn't a very big wall, uh, but yeah, we we went and signed the papers and uh, got the keys, and then yeah, just went and knocked out a little wall, <laughs> but. I mean, I, I know quite a bit as far as like, so I've done drywalling, uh, painting, tiling, a bit of flooring, um, trim. I, I mean, I've, I've done a lot of stuff. Yeah. I need to do some roofing, but I think I'm going to pay someone to do that. Yeah. 
I know whenever I was younger or whenever I was a kid, once again, elementary school, um, my parents did a lot of home improvement. Uh, my dad, he did construction back whenever he was younger. So he, in fact, I think when he was uh, younger than me, whenever he was like in his teenagers, he actually helped build a house. So he knows quite a, quite more about that than I do. Yeah. But I remember uh, they did a lot of home improvement uh, when I was a kid. Um, we never knocked out a wall, though, I don't think. I think we oh, all, we lucky. just painted, we did, uh, he did flooring, uh, obviously, like I said, painting, uh, yeah, we never really did that, like, that much, like, roofing and stuff, but. Believe it or not, I never really got the hang of painting. Yeah. Couldn't figure it out for the life of me. Still can't to this day. <laughs> So actually, uh, talking about woodworking, I sucked so much at woodworking that uh, in that class, like we had like a, a request come in for like a tray for uh, someone to use to set a meal on. For, oh, like a serving tray type yeah. thing? And I couldn't really, I was so horrible at woodworking that he basically, that the teacher basically built it and said, here, just paint this. <laughs> I was that bad at it, but at least I could paint it. That I mean, mm. that's something. Hey, that is that is a talent that I do not have. <laughs> so I would be the one being like, all right, I'm going to build this. You paint it because I'm good at building, but I suck at painting. So you handle yeah. that bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was like, it was, yeah, there were some other people in that class that just could build like, you know, ever anything, you know, I remember that year we had like Adirondack chairs. Like that was the big thing in the class. Like everybody was building Adirondack chairs because he wanted to sell them and use it as a fundraiser and all that. And I never, could, I never built the Adirondack chair. Uh, I built pieces for it, but some of them weren't measured right. And it was just a mess. Uh, did you paint the chairs though? No. Oh, okay. I, I don't think we I don't think they were painted. I think, you know, we just built them and then whoever we sold them to could paint them on their okay. own, you know, so they could paint it whatever color they wanted. That's smart. So home improvement's one of your hobbies. Uh, do you have any other hobbies? Whittling, home improvements, gaming, uh I mean, is camp camping's a hobby, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really enjoy going camping um, and rock climbing. Um, I'm actually speaking of hobbies. I'm going down to Arkansas this weekend to do both of those things. Oh, cool! Where at in Arkansas? Uh, there's a place called Horseshoe Ranch um, that's uh, not too far over the state line, but it's basically just a the campsite is set in a valley, and then all surrounded by the valley is uh, rock walls, natural rock walls for people to climb. Wow. So it's it's a pretty dope place. I would highly recommend it to anyone that enjoys rock climbing or beautiful scenery. So what are some of the good camping spots around here? Um, I've camped at Knob Noster State Park before. Um, it's 
It's a really beautiful park. Yeah, it is. And I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's just like any other campsite, honestly. Yeah. But, um, I haven't really done a whole lot of camping around here. I usually go elsewhere to do camping. Um, and then sometimes I just end up camping. Yeah. What are some of your favorite spots that you've been to? Oh, I would say my favorite would be, uh, uh, I believe it was called Arroyo Seco um, Park out in California. We uh, thought we were going to one place, um, ended up going to the wrong place, but we're like, well, we're here anyway, so we'll camp here. <laughs> um, and uh, we got a spot right next to a little stream, and it turned out to be like the best camping uh, weekend that we'd ever did because we just, it was California, so it was like 80 degrees. Whenever it started getting hot, we just jump in the stream and continue drinking because that's what we did. (laughs) I never really did camping. I remember a couple times whenever I was a kid, we I would quote unquote camp out in the backyard, but I never. I don't think I ever made it throughout the whole night. Like I think halfway through the night, I would come in or something, and then I'd just be like, "Screw it, I'm just going to stay inside." (laughs) <laughs> your parents never took you camping as a kid no oh, they weren't campers themselves my dad i think always wanted to go camping but it just never we never got around to it even though we lived near a state park i mean we lived about five miles five or so miles away from arrow rock oh yeah yeah, yeah. so Arrow Rock has a uh, state park, which has a campsite in it. I'm almost positive that I, I, I'm pretty sure I camped there as as a kid. Probably have. Uh, uh, And they even have like, uh, they have one section for like tent camping and then another section for people who have campers and RVs and stuff. Um, But we never went there for camping. We, uh, I've been there many many times but never for that in fact our elementary school even had like track meets there no i mean and uh rockbridge state park i never camped i don't even know if you can camp there but i uh, a couple years ago or it was actually the summer between my senior year of high school and my freshman year here at ucm uh, i went over there and went uh, kind of hiking through the state park okay. and that is a very beautiful state park uh, i went down to it's in columbia uh, missouri for anyone wondering and they have a little uh cave and it's called uh devil's ice box and it's because at the top i think i went the day i went it was like a hundred degrees out it was really hot that day <laughs> And you could just feel the temperature difference because there's a giant long uh, set of stairs that goes Um, down into it. And you can just feel the temperature drop. At the top is probably 100. Down there is probably more like 60. Caves are scary, man. I don't know. Uh, Whenever I was in middle school, we also went to um, Jacob's Cave, um, which... I think is around Versailles. It's south of Versailles, I believe, okay. in that area. 
And that was a really fun experience. As far as camping goes, I think it's like the same rules as speeding. Like you can camp out anywhere as long as no one catches you. You know, <laughs> like we could we could camp out in here if we just set up tent up. Yeah. And if no one noticed, then we camped here. You know. Yeah. So, you said you like rock climbing. Uh, what about indoor rock climbing? Have you ever done that? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I don't frequent the mall, the wall anymore, but uh, just because I I used to go with uh, a couple of buddies of mine quite quite frequently, but they've since moved away. But yeah, I mean, I've I've done the rock wall in here. There's they change up the routes fairly often, I think. But I mean, once you do them once, yeah. So, and it's not. I don't think it would be nearly as challenging as like actual rock climbing outside obviously yeah the uh the element of surprise or unpredictability of the outside is is like yeah. a whole different challenge you know kind of get your adrenaline rushing i don't think i could do it <laughs> i'm not afraid of heights or anything it's just i don't think i could do that oh. but. anyone can rock climb it's just it's it's just like climbing but you know on rocks yeah i remember I keep saying elementary school. I don't know why. I'm just like having a lot of memories from elementary school today. But I remember in elementary school, we went on a class or a school field trip to um, Paradise Park in Lee Summit. Yeah. And I remember we I climbed the rock indoor rock wall they had. And that was fun. Yeah. It's the same thing. Just, you know, outside with fresh air. Yeah. And no pulley, though. Well, I mean, you're not just going to climb up. You got a rope attached yeah. to you. You're not just going to climb up the wall. Yeah. It kind of hurts to fall, but it's not that bad. Yeah. I think that was the funnest part. Like, every, I can remember when we did that, everyone, like, jumped off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, what are some, uh, do you have any other hobbies? or? I think I'm about hobbied out, boss. Uh, I guess it's my turn. Then. Yeah. So I guess one of my hobbies would be computers, um, uh, specifically uh, the hi uh, history of computing, uh, vintage computing, uh, though sometimes I love learning about, you know, modern technologies. And, you know, you mentioned, uh, I believe you mentioned one time that you built your own gaming PC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the one I have now. Yeah. Um, so... As I previously mentioned, uh, whenever I was a kid, the very first computer I got was a 1990s, and by that early 1990s, uh, Gateway 2000. It was so old <laughs> that it had 2000 in the name. And we didn't get a modern, like a contemporary computer until I was in second grade I believe and I know that's uh, most of my friends were you were at by that point you know using the internet I remember RuneScape was the big game everyone had a RuneScape I uh, also had a RuneScape yeah, so, every, oh, yeah. everyone played that but me uh and I can remember whenever I was 
uh, later that year, it was probably the same year we actually got the computer, we finally got internet. It was dial-up internet because we were out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but despite that, I never played RuneScape. <laughs> um, but I guess with that, uh, like I said, I have had kind of a uh, interest in the history of computing and uh, my freshman and sophomore year here at UCM, I actually worked on a project where I researched the history of computing here at UCM specifically, going all the way back to 1963 when UCM got its first computer. So yeah, that that's one of my hobbies is just uh, computers, learning about the history of computers, uh, uh, 20th century technology his, uh, history, basically just in general, not just computing. I did a, uh, I have a blog and uh, one, yeah, I wrote a blog entry on the AT&T Long Lines Network. The AT&T Long Lines Network, uh, they had AT&T, the, tele it, the bell system, it was basically the telephone company that had a monopoly mm -hmm. throughout basically most of the 20th century they uh for long line or for long distance telephone calls and even television uh signals and stuff like that uh even radio they had a set of microwave uh they had a microwave relay network so to get your call from New York to Los Angeles, for for instance, uh, your call would be patched through a network of these microwave relay towers, and it all it just piqued my interest. As a kid, I actually every time we would go to town, we would actually pass by one of those towers, and it always interested me. That tower always piqued my interest. I never knew anything about it, and it just looked awesome <laughs> so here uh, I would say probably my freshman year here freshman year here at UCM I wrote a uh, story about it on my blog and that to this day continues to be one of my most visited uh, entries on my blog huh. um, I have recently I've collected two vintage computers i have a night uh in fact just most recently like this weekend i collected a 1988 macintosh se and then i also have a later 1991 uh macintosh classic so i've uh i've been trying to not collect any more vintage computers uh, but it's just one of those things that just kind of piques my interest. Some people collect cars. Some people collect Pyrex. Some people collect Tupperware. I just happen to collect old computers. and But my I have 12 computers in total. Oh, um, some of them are vintage, obviously the oldest being 1988, and then the newest obviously being uh, 2020 <laughs> or That'll be vintage one day, right? Yeah. <laughs> so another thing on my website uh, that gets frequented is I have a section dedicated to 
boilers of all things. So my freshman year in high school, I started out as the boys basketball team manager. And one of my roles was to do laundry and laundry was done. uh, I mean, we had a laundry set up down in the boiler room and I just kind of, whenever I was in middle school, I had a weird, another weird interest and it just kind of reminds me, I have a lot of weird interests, but I had an interest in HVAC, heating, ventilation, air conditioning. Well, anyways, I just found this boiler weird. I mean, it was just, it took up pretty much the whole room. Um, and it looked pretty old. So I took a picture of it and sent it to the the editor of the newspaper in the town it was made. And I was actually featured in their newspaper. And it was really interesting. Uh, And ever since that point, I've actually been featured in their newspaper a couple other times. Uh, In fact, I would venture to say I'm more famous in Kewanee, Illinois, than I was in Boonville. So I started a website just kind of... um, talking about the com- the company's history because the company went out of business in 2002. So the website kind of talks about their history, but I also have a section where I kind of posted my photos. But I started getting emails from people all around the country with photos of boilers made by that company that they've taken. And I've had fo- I've had submissions from Arkansas, I've had a few from Ohio, uh, one from Seattle, one uh, most recently from Atlanta. So, yeah, it's... uh, So every now and again, you just get an unsolicited boiler picture? Yeah, basically. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's a boiler. Yeah, (laughs) basically. (laughs) That's funny. And I post it on the the website. Uh, And even on Reddit, uh, I started a subreddit. Because I uh, came across like a post on Reddit one day where someone, it, it was actually a picture of an old boiler. And someone was like, you know, there there's no subreddit for this. Someone needs to create one. Well, I took it upon myself to be the guy who created that. So, yeah. Um, I would call that an interest because it's not like it's really fascinating to me. But that's just another thing. <laughs> so, for... Me, not not saying just me, because I definitely know what a boiler does, but for all our other listeners, what does a boiler do? Well, I mean, I guess you could say, in essence, it boils water. So a lot of buildings, for instance, this one, uh, need heat. Yeah. And basically the boiler create uh, boils water, either produces hot water itself or sometimes it'll boil it into steam, and that is used to heat the building. And they some boilers are used for what are known as process applications, so they might be used to run machinery, or they might be used to turn a turbine to produce electricity, or for another purpose. And okay. you probably know, uh, 
and some of the people in the uh, military and veterans center probably know that Steam has quite a few applications in uh, military applications. Uh, I believe Steam is even used to like, uh, I can't remember for sure, but like, you know how they launch aircrafts off aircraft carriers? Mm -hmm. I believe that's all, the mechanism is all powered by Steam. I believe it. I'm, I would Either, be willing to bet that most military buildings still have a boiler for hot air, if they even have hot air available. So. <laughs> well, most of them here on camp, most of your bigger buildings have a boiler. Really? So it's not like a home where you have a gas furnace mm -hmm. that, you know. Uh, yeah, the water heater and then a, a, a different thing yeah. for heating your house. Yeah. And also a boiler is used to create hot water that you use to take a bath or take a shower, wash your hands, do laundry. So boilers are still in use. Yeah. It, it seems like an archaic piece of technology because, you know, you see it in cartoons all the time or like, or at least whenever I was growing up, there seemed to be a lot of boilers. They're, then, oh, yeah, they're still in use. I mean, people, every day they're being installed. The more you know, people, boilers <laughs> are out there and they will heat your water. Yeah. So another kind of hobby of mine is I do, uh, I am kind of into cycling. Uh, unfortunately, this semester, I really just haven't been able to do it because my bicycle has actually been kind of uh, out of uh, commission. Hopefully, uh, I can get it fixed and back up and rolling soon. I but, think a lot of people also enjoyed the uh, cycling as soon as COVID hit. I know. Every time I go to Walmart. Cyclers everywhere. Yeah. Well, whenever I went to Walmart, like all of the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're just sold out of bicycles, yeah. it seemed like. I don't know if it was because of, if, because of the distribution, just how COVID messed that up, uh, or if people are buying more bicycle parts. But some, uh, but the website where I normally buy my parts for my bikes uh, just has been sold out of almost everything. Like, it seems like every time I go on there, uh, everything's sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out. And it's like, God. Makes you wish there was, like, a specialty shop around here. Yeah. Like, there uh, probably was 20 years ago before the yeah. internet happened. Well, um, the weird thing about Warrensburg is we don't have a bike shop. I mean, the nearest bike shop is in Sedalia or Lee Summit. So... I know a couple years ago we had a there was a bike shop here but it closed down and I actually have a f uh, a friend here in Warrensburg who on a couple occasions he's helped me fix my bike. I talked to him and he's like people just you know when their bike breaks down they just go out and buy a new one. Yeah. It's a throwaway society. Yep. Yeah. We could do a whole episode on a, on that the throwaway yeah. society. Jeez. Yeah. I'm guilty of it, and I still hate it. Yeah. I think we all are. Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime you drink a bottle of water, you're participating in throwaway society. Yeah. yeah. Get an algene, all right? It's 2020. Yeah. I mean, I've, uh, in fact, uh, a couple days ago, I took a friend of mine to the store, and he bought, like, a giant pack of water. And I'm guilty of it a couple years ago. And then I wisened up and I bought a Brita filter, yeah, which just saves a lot of waste and saves a lot of money. And, you know, 
is. And that's what I suggested to him. I just drink out of the tap. Yeah. It well, tastes fine to me. I don't... I, I don't have any taste buds, but, I mean, it tastes fine to me. <laughs> well, Warrensburg water uh, can be spotty. I think he said his water's fine, but the water in the dorms don't taste, yeah. doesn't taste the best. Yeah. Almost every single barracks I lived in was like, hey, don't drink the water. <laughs> like, yeah. Fine. Might be all the lead and who knows what else oh, in there. Some type of mineral that you're probably going to give you cancer out of <laughs> who knows anymore. Apparently fluoride's bad for you now even though it's in toothpaste. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's about all the hobbies that I can think of. Uh, computers, um, just 20th century history. I mean, as far as history goes, I'm not, I mean, 20th century like history is about it like i don't like learning about like any like anything before then and i really like tech history i don't really like learning about like political history and all that stuff you uh, should look into uh cell phone history yeah. i think that might interest you yeah well that kind of goes with it like i talked about the at&t long lines but yeah yeah cell phone history is interesting uh Going from like a Motorola Dynatac, like the giant brick phone mm -hmm. and even the bag phone, to the iPhone. Internet in your pocket. Yeah. In fact, I think I was talking to my dad about that just the other day. Is just like how, you know, 20 years ago, phones were used a lot different than they are today. I mean, I can remember whenever I was a kid, we always had a landline. Oh, yeah. Well, and It actually surprised me the day I like called my mom on her cell phone and was like, mom, like, are you home? She's like, yeah. I was like, why don't you pick up the phone? Or no, I said like, why, like, why did, like, why can't I, you call the home phone anymore? She's like, well, we don't have it. I was like, how am I going to get a hold of you? As I was talking yeah. with her on the phone. <laughs> yeah. I remember, uh, when my dad, uh, got rid of the landline, like we had a landline, all the way up until, I think my freshman or sophomore year here, I finally persuaded oh. them to just go with cell phones, and that's what he has. So they needed some convincing. Uh, not really. Like, uh, we had a lot of issues with that provider. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was just like, you know what, just... Go with this provider for the internet and just go with this cell phone carrier so you don't have to worry about all that. And you'll have a cell phone so you can get calls anywhere instead of having to have like two different numbers. So, are your parents good with technology or? My dad is so so. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say he's horrible because my mom was horrible. My mom, she, uh, could pro I mean she one time used the laptop or my dad's laptop and she kept taking pictures of herself because she didn't understand like how webcams work mm -hmm. so she clicked on the app the photo app and just accidentally started taking pictures of herself and it just kind of freaked her out <laughs> um my dad he's a lot he's a lot better Compared to me, he doesn't really know much, but uh, <laughs> but he knows enough to be dangerous, I guess you could say. Oh. 
I mean, he's, uh, he doesn't really know much about like internet safety. So like he's downloaded quite a few viruses and stuff, but I mean, I tell him, haven't we all, yeah. I mean, anyone who, who's used LimeWire. Yes. Uh, I don't, I'm, that was before my time, I think on the internet, but you, you missed, you didn't miss out on much. Yeah. I remember AIM or AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. And I remember all that. I remember uh, when Yahoo was big. AIM was like middle school for me. That was, yeah. I used it in elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. That and weirdly, I didn't have a MySpace, but I remember having like this uh, MySpace had like a music site mm-hmm. connected and i remember using that i don't even remember the name of that website it's been racking i've been racking Is it my napster no oh. i try to remember it but i could just can't come up with it but I'm i remember sure having that archive somewhere on yeah. the internet it's got to be right yeah i just can't remember the name of it yeah. or i'd look it up on the uh, internet archives so i think that's all for today uh do you have a topic you'd like to hear covered on the ucm veterans voice if so be heard we have a survey posted on our facebook and twitter pages speaking of which don't forget to like us on facebook and follow us on twitter be sure to tune back in for our next episode on november 13th where we will be talking with a special guest thank you and have a great day